What is up, football fans, and welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Bear Kaczynski. Gentlemen, how are we doing this evening? Good, man. We're doing really good. No complaints. Feeling pretty good. Excellent. I, uh, I know last uh, our last episode, we recorded it on a Sunday as opposed to our traditional Wednesday night like tonight uh, due to vacation me being out into the mountains doing some hiking and some beer drinking it was a it was a good getaway but i'm also glad to be back and doing the show uh lots has happened in the world of football both college and nfl so we're going to get into that on tonight's show um and i i can't continue on with the show tonight without uh letting our listeners know that i'm proud to say our show tonight is brought to you by string sports brewery shout out to my buddy colby and his dad scott and brother trevor uh up there in historic Springfield uh, right there on Main Street, corner uh, 9th and Main. Uh, those guys have a, a great sports brewery. If you haven't been there, if you're, a, if you're a fan of sports, it's a great place for sports, great place for beer, great food, great atmosphere, and most importantly, great people. Uh, so shout out to Colby and the string staff uh, for uh, bringing, bringing the show to our listeners uh, tonight and every night moving forward. So, uh, with with that, gentlemen, we will uh, we will get into our first bit. As always, the drink of the night, uh, brought to you by our buddies over there at Engine Fifteen. And and tonight, uh, courtesy of of Strings, I have what we call string music. They're a lager, and uh, so I'll be enjoying uh, some string music. Uh, Colby's dad, Scott, is nicknamed String Basketball Basketball Guy back in the day, uh, hence the name. So I'll be enjoying some string music lager tonight's show. Nice. They have great beer. If anybody has never been there, just as a heads up, it's actually it really, really good. I know everybody says that about local breweries, and there's more than plenty in Jacksonville, but they definitely have some of the best, uh, no doubt about it. Yeah, man. You have noticed we got a bunch of microbreweries all over the place. We do. I'll tell you what, man. Brewery Breweries are a thing. Being a guy who just came from – North Carolina and being in uh, Asheville for a few days and Boone for a few days. Breweries are, are the thing. They definitely are. But uh, what uh, what else are we what drinking? What you got fellas? there? Hey, man, I, I sent y'all I sent y'all the picture of it right before we started. That was that, that was like that was some straight me. Jose Cuervo silver, baby. Oh, and it was a lot. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole, if you actually listen to this yeah. podcast, please uh, make sure he doesn't hit his head on the porcelain throne tonight. Nah, man, we're good. I don't That's see. Right. Listen, I, I don't know what it is about tequila, but hey, look, there, there's no hangovers. There's no, there's, there's nothing, bro. Tequila is like water for me now. It, it does. There is no side effects, except maybe oh, snoring. She probably, she'd probably say that. <laughs> well, yeah, put uh-huh. you to sleep. I got a uh, my pretty much go-to craft beer these days. Uh, I got myself the little uh, Sweetwater 420 G13 IPA. Another one. There it's you go. Such, well, I'll tell you what. Between, uh, between Engine 15 and and Strings, we'll have to we'll have to get their IPAs on the show so that you can uh, you can yeah you're the you're the IPA well. guy. I am the. You are the you are the IPA Always. guy. So we'll uh. We'll have to get Engine 15 and Strings to work with us to get you some more IPAs. Yeah. Hey, you guys uh, listening, uh, since you're our sponsors now, IPA guy right here. Let's do it. There you go. <laughs> so uh, let's, uh, let's begin um, the show, our first segment. Uh, we'll do our, our kind of our NFL whip around or our, our, um, our current events. Uh, and we'll start, though, with, with the land of college football, some big-time news. Um, we we kind of had a feeling Alex was getting some uh, some reports early on in the week, and then it finally happened. The uh, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 both canceling their fall football seasons, um, potentially rescheduling from the springtime. Nope. There's no guarantee in that. Uh, the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 are committed to playing fall football um, with their – with their 10 game conference only schedules. Um, I think the ACC is still sticking to a plus one um, with their schedule for now, um, but definitely uh, a conference only schedule, at least for those, those big three conferences. Yep. So the land of college football got shaken up this week, gentlemen, and 
there will certainly be some um, some fallout or uh, some some uh, repercussions, you know, from from what happens. I don't know what what they're going to look like. I don't know if kids are going to transfer from their from their schools because they're not playing in the fall and they want to play in the fall. I don't know if uh, the stars of those big time schools, if they do play in the spring, are just going to opt out and get ready for the draft. I don't know oh. how it's going to look. Obviously, this is a funky year. Um, but no football, no football is never a good I, thing. I fully, I'll be the one to say, I fully understand the worry about kids playing football, traveling. The logistics is a lot different than college football. I get it. They're kids, you know, these guys don't have set careers yet. Not like this is their livelihood yet or per se. But what I just don't understand is it's, you know what, mid-August, and they decided to do this now. Like, you guys couldn't have waited any longer, could you? I mean, I, I understand there's a lot of logistics to deal with, but it's the timing to me is awful. The season wasn't that far away. So it's like now all of a sudden guys have been practicing. Less yeah. than a month, man. Labor Day I don't understand. Weekend. Teams have been practicing, and now all of a sudden it's a problem. It's I don't have my Gator season tickets this year. It makes year. no sense to me. And I also want to know, if they are deciding to do the spring setup, which I thought was kind of an okay idea way months ago when it was first pitched forever. Um, you know, it felt like that was a year ago at this point. Um, I'm sorry, but who the hell is going to want to sit in like Columbus, Ohio in like late March? Hey, listen, you postpone football long enough, people will do it. Um, yeah. They do it. They do it. They do it for the Browns in November. What about Minnesota? What are you gonna do about the Golden Gophers? Yeah, that would be real fun games to sit in. Yeah, those those Big Ten schools, man, they're gonna have to go play in like a dome in Detroit and just all be bubbled or something. I don't know why they couldn't have that to be. That weather is worse. That weather is worse in February, March, April than it is November, December up in those places. I mean, like you said, man, I, I, I saw a couple of reports about it early on, and I, went, I I threw it to you guys, and you guys were like, whoa, hey, hold on, that ain't official yet, and then it dropped the next day that it was official. Well, that's, because, that's because of that Twitter war is back and forth. It's like, oh, no, well, nobody's voted. Well, hold on. Going. Yeah, you know, everybody's trying to be the first person oh, yeah, to break yeah, yeah. shit on Twitter. So, you know, it's always – you always got to wait until somebody who's got a confirmed source puts it out I mean, there I, and – I just think that it's going to there's going to be uh, ramifications, you know, to these conferences that decide to push. I don't know what's going to happen. Some, I mean, shoot, Nebraska is talking about for just this year, leaving the Big Ten and going and joining the Big 12 or somewhere just so they can see, play. In I the don't ball. this is what I don't understand. Well, Big 12 is, is, is canceling, though. No, oh, that's right. They Big came out 12. said they're going to do it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Ohio State, though, you saw they're not going to play outside the Big Ten at all. Well, yeah, they're not. Well, they're not going to play outside the Big. No conference Listen, play outside of their conference. There's so much. There's so much right now. Like the coaches and players want to play. It's just mind-boggling to me how different everybody is with handling it. Some are like, we're gonna. The ACC has flat out been told by their medical professionals. We've got this. We've got this down. It's safe for you guys to play. The SEC and the Big Twelve have heard the have heard the same thing. Then you got the Big Ten, who's like, nope, we can't handle it. And then you have got the Pac Twelve, who's like, well, we're just going to do whatever the Big Ten. Well, Sun Belt, Sun Belt's going to keep going. UMass canceled. Um, I just, it's just going to go moving forward though, because if you got some teams playing a fall schedule, does that mean then the ACC and the SEC just? I'm going to pull the two just because it's super easy. Does that mean that they don't play a spring schedule? And then, yeah, there's no way they're going to play a spring. But then schedule. the conference you can't try to jam two college football seasons into one. But what I'm saying, well, that's what they originally were talking about like months ago. So does that mean like the big, the yeah. Big Ten and Pac-12 are going to go and play a spring season and then a fall season while the other teams have no like, way? How the hell is this? How is there no? I, I think I think when they made the decision not to play in the fall they're pretty much taking the year off and they're going to regroup next fall. Cause let's face it. There's not going to be that much of a change between September and January or February when it comes to, you know, the whole COVID situation, in my opinion, maybe there'll be a vaccine, but I, I don't think there's going to be enough of a change to where you're going to start getting a football league. If you weren't comfortable now, I don't think you're going to be comfortable then either. And yeah. you can't jam it. You can't jam it in with all the other sports and academics that go on. I mean, like, 
the scheduling is so crazy, and you know that the NFL will not bend their schedule for college yeah, football. That's what I'm saying. No, it, chance, it, of, no chance is the NFL going to push back the no. combine, push back the draft, all that stuff. No it, it, see, hell. to me, it's just – I'm going to make one comment on this, and we don't need to open up this can of worms quite yet, but to me it's just all the more proof that the NCAA is not a unified or. Oh, yeah, there's all. a bunch of jokers that are, you know – trying to trying to figure this out and they're all none of them are communicating well i'll give i'll give props to the acc and the sec sticking to their guns from yeah, the man. go well aren't uh, kids gonna be safer by being tested every like week and a half or whatever? exactly that's, why, that's what mean, we're saying putting, like it doesn't make sense why quarantine state. doesn't make sense why they're canceling yeah. anything else it's not it's not safer it's not safer to cancel the season, send the kids home or off campus where there's no guarantee of social distancing and quarantining well, and testing and all that stuff. You can never control. Come on. You're not going to be able to control the. the no, you, can't, you can't control but everybody. But if you got the kids on campus and they're preparing for a football season, there's a lot more agree. emphasis and ownership. The, that they look, look, man, honestly, and they can kick kids out of the teammates. They can kick kids out of program real quick. If they decide to break that stuff. Curfew becomes a much yeah. bigger. I agree. I think it is safer. I am all again. I'm just saying trying to control everybody. I, I do think that there's going to be some kids that try to transfer and get immediate uh, eligibility. I know it's late in the year, but I think, it, I think some kids are going to try, try, but I, I think, honestly, I think the NCAA needs to step in and just set a league wide friggin' protocol. For they, this. Can, they won't do that. Well, either that or they, or the, any kid that doesn't get a chance to play at their play current, yeah, to, to play at the university they they're at. Yeah. They don't, they don't lose a, uh, they don't lose a scholarship year, a year yeah. of eligibility. Yeah. So, well, I mean, we'll see. It's going to be weird, though. You know, it's got – you. I mean, let's face it. The Big Ten and the Pac-12, they opted out. They haven't been in the national title game in freaking six, seven years anyway. So, actually, it's like they they canceled their season a long time oh, ago. Ohio so, State was actually pretty competitive. I mean, other yeah, than I mean, Ohio they're, they're State, good, but really nothing. Other than Ohio comment. State, we're not really losing out on a team that had a chance to win the whole thing this year. And if Ohio State wants to play bad enough, they can try to be like Nebraska and just try to – Get into a different conference for a year, you know. Come to the Who SEC knows? and get waxed, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Put uh, put them in, put them in there with the SEC, or, or let them play, let them play Clemson, you know, something like that. The you know? SEC, yeah, yeah. Give them a Notre, give them Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even entertaining that comment. So we can move on. To NFL <laughs> okay. So that that's what's going on in the world of of college football. Um, how it how it shakes out still. Remains to be seen um, as we transition over to our, our our whip around the league of the NFL. There's been some things that have happened. Um, we've had uh, just today uh, Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott getting his extension. So the Bills are obviously pleased with the job he's done in his uh, few years in Buffalo. Getting the Deep they turn that program uh, around, uh, man. Yeah, <laughs> a- a- absolutely. And I think he um, I think he's got himself. Um, uh, a team on the rise for sure. Obviously, they're going to go as far as Josh Allen develops. Yeah. They uh, they brought Cole Beasley um, back today too. Do you guys see that? Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. like it because now I can actually root for him again. Yeah, since he's there you go. Yeah, and uh, more more news uh, also here in town. We, you know, Yannick Ngakwe fired his agent. He hasn't reported to Jaguars camp yet, so that's still a a saga here for he the Jaguars wants out. here in town. He want he wants out. He's obviously not happy about something. He wanted out. His agent couldn't get it done. He wanted more money. His agent couldn't get it done. Now he doesn't have an agent. Um, so who knows what's going to happen with Jan? Um, obviously that changes the uh, the fortunes of the Jaguars' defense, whether he plays or not, um, big time. Um, so that's something to keep track of. Here locally in town, you know, I don't know how uh, Jaguars fans uh, here feel about that, whether they want Young because they want to be the best football team or they want a guy who's going to be the best teammate and wants to be here. So, who know, you know, who knows? Well, I can um, tell you I think it's going to overall hurt him that he fired his agent because clearly that means his agent probably was pushing for <clears throat> other contracts and to get him out of there because he clearly doesn't want to be there. And, I, mean, right. I mean, dude, Dave Caldwell went on record to say that he's going to be very cautious about speaking for Yannick Ngagwe. Like, he, he's 
Well, he, he came on record to say that to the NFL. So he's he's clearly not going to put words in this dude's mouth. I mean, he went as far as firing That's his right. agent because he couldn't get him a deal before training camp started. So he That's doesn't right. want to be an idiot. Well, you're you're an idiot, Jan. So good luck. It was nice knowing you and had a you had a great NFL. Yeah, you're not an idiot, Jan. Come play for the Giants. I'd be happy to have you. <laughs> I'm good. I don't want the head case. Let's get keep, keep it clean. We don't have head cases on the team. We got team players. Yeah, we do. So judge. <laughs> Well, Judge ain't going to uh, want to deal with that kind of nonsense. It's not. Well, maybe, maybe not, but he'll land. He'll obviously. Oh, he will, but Cloudy's not play. signed either right now. No, he, no, he's not. They're, listen, there's still because lots of guys are defensive ends. Are far from These guys set. think that they're absolute superstars at the end and that they're impact players that are going to turn around the team. Well, if you were, you know what? The Jaguars defense would be a little bit better because of you, Jan. They give the dude a great player he deserves. Mm-hmm. Well, they tried. It wasn't. It, it didn't work out. So get, now you gotta. It, now you gotta move on. Can't get paid like a top five at the end for only playing for two years. Doesn't happen. He yeah. played eight, yeah. two years. What? I'm just making the general comment. Yeah. Okay. Or I like him. But... Four years, but all right. <laughs> he's he's freaking twenty five. What are you talking about? Let's split yeah, heads. yeah. He's going into. He's at. He's at the. He's going into year four of his deal. But training camp. <laughs> we mentioned. Uh, we mentioned training camp. Obviously, they're they're underway, but uh, there's still you know another another week and a half before they're putting pads on. So lots of walkthroughs, low impact testing every day. A lot day. of hits, baby. Uh, hard knocks, hard knocks on HBO debuted That's last night with the Rams and the Chargers on there. Um, so yeah, training training camp's happening. Rosters have already been trimmed. They're going to be uh, continued to get trimmed. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, each week as we get closer and closer to the so season. So is this the first year of Hard Knocks um, you're actually really intently watching for once? Uh, you know, I'll <laughs> I'll watch every episode because the Chargers are on there intently. I mean, I don't I don't know. It's a dual team one, so it's not like it's all Chargers all the time. Um, you know, I, I got to give a shout out to uh, Rams head coach Sean McVay. You got yourself one heck of a, a fiance. Uh, that's for sure. so. I love that. Let's like, let's on the football podcast. Let's not talk about Sean McVay's football prowess. Let's talk about his he's a good coach. He's a good coach. You know, when Alex texted us in the in the group text and he said, "I want to kill McShay," for a second I thought he meant right? McVay because we were talking nah, about not McVay. Knocks, and then I realized that. Todd McShay had the Giants picking sixth in his That man his is a damn idiot, man. <laughs> we are not picking sixth He's got him taking overall. Michael Parsons, though. Michael Parsons would be a great pick. We, but we ain't even picking top six. ten, so let's just not even get there. Well, fair enough. So, yeah, train, training camp um, underway. Uh, like I said, it's a much different training camp this year. No preseason football. Um, the, the pads won't be on for – Still a little while longer, yeah. Couple, couple more weeks, like I said, and then you still got to trim the roster down to fifty-five guys. You know, I mean, there's been roster cuts right now. You know, I, you know, following, uh, following the, around the league and and stuff like that. And there are going to be more cuts. There's going to be guys who test positive. There's going to be guys getting re-signed late. Um, you know, the Jaguars uh, trying to make a a, a signing uh, today of Timmy Jernigan. Um, former Florida State Seminole and uh, Philadelphia Eagle, uh, bringing him in at defensive tackle, which is probably because they're losing out on Cassius Marsh, who was the the defensive tackle that they signed um, in the in the off season out of Arizona. So there's going to be a ton of stuff like that in terms of rosters, uh, you know, just turning over with late additions and cuts and all that kind of stuff. So we're definitely going to keep a sharp eye on it. Now I got I got I got I got a comment roster, on training camp though. And this is coming yes, out of this is, and I will never refer to them as this name. Is this coming out of? No, this brother? is not. This is coming out of Washington. They will always be the Washington Redskins. So before we get into anything crazy, okay, I'm never going to call them the Washington <laughs> Football Team. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll have to call them. Whatever well, yeah. Name I mean, eventually. I'm still probably going to re- unless we just decide we're going to call be them the Skins Redskins to me forever. forever. So. That's fine. Rivera, right? New, new head coach, Rivera, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, Ron River, Russell, the Riverboat Gambler. So we're talking about Alex Smith in the group chat last week, and y'all were like, ridicule. Rivera thinks he's going to be the starting hey, quarterback. I, I'm almost agreeing with this. Dude, Rivera has said multiple times that, that Alex Smith, now healthy and cleared for football and is practicing with the team, is going to play a pivotal role 
on their roster this season. I will still be the one who has to see so, it to believe there's it. No way. Come on, man. Like, look, I love Alex Smith, and I've been a big Alex Smith fan for quite a while. Because I've always thought he get kind of didn't get the respect because he was a quote unquote game manager and wasn't a real quarterback with numbers, but he friggin' knew how to win. So, you know, what do I know? There's just I would I would love for him to be the starting quarterback, even if it is for Washington. Alex it's Smith is the happen. best quarterback on that roster oh, right now. In terms of body of work. In terms Absolutely. of anything, no. the no. best roster. There's no way. <laughs> well, they're gonna roll. They're gonna roll with Haskins until they feel like Smith is absolutely ready. And yeah, they they're gonna to roll with Haskins until they're gonna roll with Haskins until about week five when they go zero and five on the season and have to throw somebody in to try and string well, a couple. Well, at wins. that point, they may as well continue to roll with yeah. Haskins and then just draft. There's no point, field. dude. If they okay, what logic would it make if your rookie or your second year guy sucks? to just force Alex Smith, who probably will never really be ready to play an entire season, there's no point. Because then you're pretty much announcing, oh, we're officially done with Haskins because you can't bring him back after that. How do you justify that? Oh, well, you know what? You didn't quite do it for us, so we're going to sit you. But we'll want to bring you, you back. You no, know, the, the team addresses it by going, oh, we made a we, we screwed the hell up by drafting Jamarcus Russell 2.0. Let's move on to the next might not be wrong. <laughs> I knew that was coming up. But that terrible, was coming up. man. He's terrible. You, they're gonna, but you might as well. They're going to be a top three pick, and they're going to take a different Ohio. You might as well just roll with him. Take your, you know, get the one win or whatever with Haskins, and then draft your quarterback. There's no point in putting Smith back there. Sure. You might win a couple too many games. Then what do you do? I can't. They could. I, I like Smith I said. I remain. Ready. I remain <laughs> one who's gonna gonna have to see it to believe it when it comes to Alex Smith, just because of the yeah. long road he's had no to way. battle back. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, let's face it. None of us here on the show are rooting for the Redskins. So we'll see. So, uh, but, uh, speaking of the roster build, we will, um, we'll round out our all time team, uh, tonight. So we, uh, we've gone through an offense, a defense. This is going to be, you know, not as flashy because we're going to pick our special team guys and then our, our head coach. Um, so, a kicker, a punter, and a head coach. Alex has uh, the first selection in terms. We are of going kicker. in that order, right? Kicker, punter, coach. We're going kicker, punter, and then head coach. So Alex has to take a kicker first. Uh, so with that, Alex, you're on the board. Who is kicking field goals and extra points for your all-time team? All-time team is going to have no other than the greatest NFL kicker in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people think. That I'm talking about, Mr. Adam Vinatieri, who I tip my hat to, but I'm gonna have to go with Mr. Justin Tucker. Oh my God! All right, so you got a, you got a current kicker. Well, I kind of had a feeling because Alex said that he would put Justin Tucker in the NFL top 100. That's right, dude. You're hey, it ain't your team. You <laughs> shut your damn mouth. Good. You know what? I hope you're young, dude. Buckles under the pressure of seeing every single veteran that has more NFL clout than he does, and he listen, buckles under and cannot hit listen, that percentage. Justin Tucker Boom. has made 11, almost 1,200 points over the last eight years. He's a four-time all-team pro. He's a three-time pro bowler. He's 90% on field goals. I don't want to hear guys that He's 99% on point after attempts. You can suck it, but this man is an all-time great. I, I am not arguing that he's a phenomenal kicker. I am just saying I think you're jumping a gun. No. Uh, I just know. He's no. he's the most accurate kicker in NFL history, and that's what I want when I'm relying on somebody to kick that damn field goal to win me the damn game. All right, so Matt, you don't you don't like the Tucker pick. Did Alex give you the Hell kick yeah, you I wanted? Did. He did. I mean <laughs> like look, I look, I like Justin Tucker. I truly, really do. I think he's awesome. I think he's got a good personality. Like, I love it because he's got a personality as a kicker, and it's great. I love it. I got to go with my solid. I got to add to my Super Bowl collection because I already have that. I lost them with some of the players I decided to go with. Give me the four-time champ, Adam Vinatieri. I mean, the guy is just – Yeah, I tip my hat to the man. He's a great, but he's not who I wanted. He won. He won the two Super Bowls. It was not Tom Brady. He oh, yeah. Those two titles. So, two of those are to him – you know, he's led the league multiple times in percentage kicking. 
The guy's been kicking for over 20 years, so he's great. He also kicked for, you know, ever. That's what I'm saying. 22 seasons, going on 23 now. 24. Oh, it is 24 now. Holy shit. (laughs) Dude, I had to look at it because I didn't believe it. Like, I had to, like, I physically had to count them because I'm like, no, football, pro football reference made a mistake. Like, there's no way. 24 years. Can you, it's, that's why I want to give it a longevity. I don't see Tucker kicking for 24 years. I, I don't know, man. I see he could, he could possibly, he could possibly do it. I don't think so. I, I mean, kudos to him, but give me Vinatieri. I'll take it. Fair enough. So, Adam Vinatieri, he's got himself uh, some clutch kicks to win Super Bowls. So, I'm going to take a guy that I watched. Um, I watched kick towards the end of his career um, for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, talk about longevity. I mean, field goal percentage is at 80%. That's, that's fine. But like Matt said, longevity. I mean, this guy kicked for 23 freaking seasons. I'll take the South African Gary Anderson. All right. All right. Like I said, he was he was a guy who I watched as a kid, and every time he kicked, I thought it was you going Gary, Yeah, you said Gary, so not take, Morton. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, no, not Morton. Now, Morton's yeah. the Hall of Famer. That's why I'm like, hold um, on. That's I, why I, I, that's no, why I was like, wait, hold on. Let me clarify really quick. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, want, I want Gary Anderson. Believe it or not, you know, Morton Anderson is the – you know, the he's the Dutchman from uh, – well, Morton kicked, Morton kicked but, uh, for the Giants back in 2001. Look, I'll give it yeah. to you though because, dude, he had a in friggin' 1998, which is probably the year because we were only nine, which makes perfect sense. We we're like, oh, it's going in. It was 35 of 35. That's absurd. Yeah, That's yeah. Absurd. No, he had he had. I'm telling you, he had some years. That was his best was, year by far. He, he never had money. a. He never went like he barely overwent 90 some other seasons, but he had the 100 percent year. So you know what? he did. He had a 100 percent year, first team All Pro, Pro Bowl. Now the Vikings were ridiculously good that year in '98. They had Moss as a rookie, and you know they went what 15 and one. I mean they still didn't win the Super Bowl, but anyway. So we're it's just kickers. I, I'm I expect I don't care about field goals because my team's going to score touchdowns. So as long as he makes extra oh, points, oh, okay. I don't care. So uh, Alex, that that brings us to the punter. I'll be interested oh. to see. You're you're probably going to leave the punter on the bench and just go for it on fourth down, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's got, typically my, but look, I ain't trying to give away my Madden strategy, but hey, I don't like fourth down. I'm going to throw that damn ball. <laughs> so with that being said, though, be, for the sake of building the all-time team, you got to pick a yeah. punter. Who are you going uh, with? Man, it was hard for me on this one, to be quite honest with you guys. I Punter to me, they, I don't really think they changed the game too much. Oh, you're an idiot. You're, you're no, an idiot. not not really. You're an idiot. <laughs> I don't think they changed the game too much. Oh, get dude. Um, we're, we're we're done. You could you could be done. I don't. It really don't matter to me. Um, but I'm gonna go with a guy that uh, I don't really think a lot of people know who he is. Right? He played he played 17 years in the league, um, but he had a good punt average as far as yards per punt. And I I don't again. I'm gonna be scoring points with my team, so I really don't think the punter is gonna matter that much. I mean, you don't see punters getting drafted. So, no, Not you often. really don't. So, I'm just going to go. Except for the one time where the Jaguars decided to take a draft, a, a punter yeah, in the third yeah, round. Yeah, yeah, No, I know. Um, so, I'm just going to go with somebody that I know. I, a, I've got his autograph on a hat. I've always right. been a fan of him. Played for the Giants. I'm going to go with NFL's fittest man, Mr. Steve Weatherford. All right. Arm, arm Look, my, Matt's, Matt's hella quiet because he's he doesn't understand it. <laughs> no, I'm kind of pissed because actually that, <laughs> I was with him him. and one other guy. So, <laughs> yeah. but so okay, so with that long uh, soliloquy that you just threw on us about punters not mattering, <laughs> yet you picked the guy that literally helped kept Giants in games by dominating, making tackles. Yeah, but he's not like one of the greatest punters of all time, bro. He's like middle okay. of the pack. But like, hold on. But hold on. I will argue that punters are a dime a dozen for the most part. And as long as you can get a guy that is consistent, you're okay. But um, I hate to be the one to bring it up. But uh, do you not remember a guy named Matt Dodge? Because he sure changed the game because he sucked. Well, okay. Well, is, that, mean... is that who you're taking as your punter? <laughs> yes. No I want to take the guy that gave up Miracle to Meadowlands, too. Get out of here. <laughs> 
who who do you want as the guy uh you know punting the so, football he's gonna go with pat McAfee. <laughs> I, dude i really want to so bad but I, i'm not going to because you're gonna go with recent you're gonna go marquette king well, that's another good one. He's pretty good. I won't lie. No, nah, I gotta go with dude. I gotta go with the guy that's literally put up the most punt yards in all time history with a Super Bowl win. Uh-oh. So I got that on my side here again. Give me another Super Bowl win. Give me uh, Mr. Jeff Eagles, another giant punter. Eagles, Which, by the way, for our yeah. listeners, if you didn't notice, go go ahead and t- look at Giants punting history. For the most part, they probably have the most dominant punters of all time. You, you know, it's funny that you say that because my punter is not only a Florida Gator, but predominantly a New York Riley Giant. D. And that, nope, that's Mr. Yeah, Donovan. There you go. Yep. Yep. I forgot. So, so, so we all, so we all pick so Giants. <laughs> have maybe the best. So we talked about it how the Bears have the best middle linebackers in the history of the NFL. Hunter. The Giants may have the best now. In the history I do. Listen, Riley. Riley so because you don't want to be. I brought up Riley Dixon only because he averaged more yards per punt than Steve Weatherford did, and he's currently on the roster. Oh no, dude! I like <laughs> Riley Dixon, but dude, I can't take a guy that's only been in the league four years over a guy that literally. No, no, no yeah, I know. That's why I went with Weatherford. Well, we got a good punter. Like, dude, he's got five kids. Too. It's amazing that Pat <laughs> McAfee didn't punt for the Giants because, quite frankly, he fit in. I mean, he's literally like. I would have taken Pat McAfee in a heartbeat if you took Feagles straight up. Yeah. I love Weatherford too, but well, I wanted up. my Florida Gator. I wanted my Florida Gator Don Chandler. So that's our special teams uh, pairings right there: kicker and punter. Uh, Alex has Justin Tucker and Steve Weatherford. Matt's got Adam Benatieri and Jeff Feagles, and I've got some old schoolers with Gary Anderson and Don Chandler. So we're gonna wrap up with who <laughs> oh, is coaching. <laughs> These all-time teams. If Alex picks anybody other than who I think he's going to pick, I don't know if we can allow him to continue on. But with that being said, Alex, you are on the clock to pick your Bro. head coach. This is honestly – look, I don't – you know, I, I know you just led with that, Steve, and I don't mean to cut you in there on Alex, but uh, quite frankly, I'm sorry. This is a really hard decision. <laughs> it I'm really sorry. is. So listen, listen. Are we all gonna? Are all three of us gonna pick three different bills? That's what I yeah, want to know. Yeah, no, I think it's Actually. gonna happen, right? So for me, right, I, I obviously being. If your name is William and you go by Bill, chances are you're gonna be a great I, football I, coach. <laughs> Listen, I just because he coached the Giants for so long, I wanted to go after Bill Parcells, the big tuna. I have to. Y'all know I love my man's. He makes the best set yeah. of everybody. He is. They need to. They need to change the freaking Lombardi Trophy name to the Belichick Trophy. I agree. My head coach of the greatest all-time team ever created, Bill Belichick. Only problem is, if he doesn't like, if he doesn't like the quarterback, he finds a way to get him out of there. So, hey, listen, listen. He likes my quarterback, though. Sure, he does. He likes. I got Drew Brees eh. as my quarterback. Eh. He sits in the pocket and throws that ball like he needs to. That's no Belichick's model. He's not Tom Brady. I'm kidding. Hey, I'm kidding. He's, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude I'm totally kidding. Um, hey, dude. hey, here's a good one for you. Drew Brees wins more freaking Super Bowls with New England than Tom, than Tom Brady. Oh, get dude, stop. Oh, I don't know, dude. No way. Not. not I gotta be quieter. Sorry, my wife just texted me. She said, "Please, can you possibly scream quieter?" <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's fired up tonight. It's, I told you it's that tequila. He's yeah, bro. That's tequila. Yeah, I love it. Hey, listen. I, I call. So I call got, Riker my tequila baby. Bill. We got one bill off the board, Matt. What a who are you plugging in as your Vince head Lombardi? Coach? You said this is a hard to me. Story, it really Matt. is because I want to go with the guy that I grew up loving, and it's hard for me to not pick him. Because he, well, I know who he I know coached who for my is. own team, so it's hard to not pick him. Par- Parcells, yeah. baby. Nope. No, I'm talking what, about who? Tommy C, baby. It's hard for me to not pick Tommy C. I love oh, this. Yeah, listen, I wanted to do Tom, but uh, just I had. To I'm going to throw the curveball, and it's it pains me that I'm not picking a giant. I will 100 percent admit that, but you going Don Shula? I am not going Don Shula, but that is a very Ooh. excellent choice. Listen, there's going to be some head coaches. Oh, there's, that we I know. People that. are going to be like, what the hell are you thinking? I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure Steve's not picking Chuck Knoll, but, I mean, come on. 
all timer. Like, yeah. come on. Honestly, it's a, it's a curveball, but if you if anybody knows me, you should know how much I love this guy. He's literally my favorite coach of just all time. Like in any passing. I know who I know who he knows. I know Steve who knows it. Is. You just give me that uh, give me that golden part where the humidity never affects it, and that part stays clean through game, getting <laughs> fired up and yelling at his players. Give me JJ. Give me Mr. Jimmy Johnson. All right, yeah. favorite oh. coach of all time. The dude just had the the coolest approach to coaching, in my opinion. The Cowboys were. I hate to say this, but the, and give him so much credit being a Cowboys coach, but whatever. <laughs> Dude, when he came in and coached the Cowboys, they were abysmal. I mean, they were pathetic. And he comes in and goes, "We're yeah, not so, doing it like this. Fuck that. I'm doing it my way." Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy was one of the ones I was considering. If you have to come up with, bet. I mean, honestly, bet just best football coach he's got a of all time. He's up there because he did it in college. But he's got a championship NFL. as a player in college. He's got a championship as a uh, coach in college, and he's got a Super Bowl. As a coach in the NFL, yeah, no, I like I said, he was on my short list. And it's of, that depending on what, depending on who was available. So I got, I got to know then who you, so. who you picking? Yeah, who yeah. am I picking? Yeah, so uh, mine is mine is based off of uh, success and innovation in the NFL, um, and also based on the type of team uh, that I built. Oh. Um, I watched, I watched him um, shred. The Chargers in the Super Bowl, and that's Mr. Yep, Bill Walsh. I do. That's where you're going. The West Coast creator, pretty much. Yeah. So I've got Bill Walsh and Joe Montana teamed back up yeah. again. No shit. Um, Damn it. You know, he's, like I said, in innovation to go along with um, scheme type with players, and the fact that he just had a ton of success in the NFL. I mean, like I said, Jimmy Jimmy Johnson was up there for consideration. Don Shula was up there. For consideration. Hey, hey, listen, John Shula still holds the record for most wins. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, oh, listen, I, I love the Yeah, yeah, no, hey, the man is an all-time we great. Grew, so. we, we grew up in South. Yeah, we grew up. We grew up with Don. He used to come to my high school football games watching his grandkids. I mean, he was a he's a legend. Where yeah, yeah. Dude, he's – if somebody says they know sports but can't talk about John Shula down there, you, they pretty much instantly get discredited. Like, that's how much – yeah. clout he had in south florida oh yeah well, I, I gotta i gotta admit that the three that we picked are are pretty hard to pass up like i said the ones i mean there's gonna be some old timers that listen to this that's like where's vince lombardi where's chuck, chuck Noll, yeah. the only old-time guy in my opinion that is really hard to pass up just because of our yeah. football he coached. well i mean like i said you got lombardi you got Noel, you got landry you got shula uh, I mean, even Joe Joe Gibbs, Parcells. Parcells is a hard one here. to I mean, pass up too. To be honest, hell, dude, even Bill yeah. Cower was. Well, that's good. why I said I thought we might have three Bills. I mean, Cower is a good one, but dude, it's yeah, Cow Cower's another Bill. That's what I'm saying. There, listen, you if your name is can, Bill, you can't or have William. you can't have a million head coaches. We all picked one for a reason. Uh, Belichick, I knew was a shoe in yeah. on this yeah. list. God, yeah, I knew I wanted Walsh. So, and I and I knew Matt was going to pick Jimmy just because it. he likes Jimmy as the as the best coach for. A I mean, reason, hell, let so. me let me tip my hat to Mister Tom Landry for yeah. for Christ's sake, dude. Yeah. Is play coached in our division and thrashed us for now. One thing ever. though, the one yeah. thing that's interesting about it is a Steve's got the only legitimate coaching and quarterback combination that actually. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That and, worries me. The other thing that's kind of cool, too, is if you think about it, is we all picked a coach that set something different in their own way. Yeah. Jimmy Johnson had a different oh, yeah. way of t- approaching players and just the game. And just it was an intangible thing that nobody could really explain, but he did it. Walsh clearly developed what we are watching now, almost in the NFL, of the West Coast offense and how much it's taken off. And then Bill Belichick literally just created the the handbook of how to be a douche as a head coach, but still win and still have players want to play for you. Yeah. Yeah. He knows how to get the most out of his guys. So the the all time team is now set. Alex has Drew Brees, Jim Brown, Walter Payton, Jerry Rice, Larry Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Tony Gonzalez, Walter Jones, Tyron Smith, Larry Allen, Jack Hanna, Dwight Stevenson on offense. On defense, Alex is bringing Lawrence Taylor, Julius Peppers, Mean Joe Green. 
Madden 99, Aaron Donald, Ray Lewis, Demarcus Ware, Brian Urlacher, primetime Deion Sanders, Revis Island, Darrell Revis, Paul Krause, Ken Houston, and then Justin Tucker, Steve Weatherford, all coached by the Belichick Trophy. Bill <laughs> Bro, I'm doing the Arnold pose right now. What's up? Matt, Matt's got <laughs> TB12, the GOAT. Matt's got TB12, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, he's got Emmett Smith, the all-time leader in rushing yards, fo- uh, followed by the human tank, Larry Zonka. He's got uh, Randy Moss, Marvin Harrison, the playmaker, Michael Irvin, uh, Big Tennessee, Jason Witten, Anthony Munoz and Willie Rofe, Bruce Matthews, Gene Upshaw, and Kevin Mawai on his offense. His defense led by Reggie White, Michael Strahan, Warren Sapp, Big Daddy Vince Wilfork, Derek Brooks, Zach Thomas, T. Sizzle, Terrell Suggs, Rod Woodson, Champ Bailey, Ed Ball, Hawk Reed, Brian Dawkins, and then Adam Vinatieri, Jeff Beagles, all coached by yeah, Jimmy good luck Johnson. With all the Super Bowl wins. Jimmy Johnson, get Jimmy. You know what Matt's got? Matt's got a lot of hurricanes coached by a hurricane. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Hey, but we're playing. We're playing. Finally. We're playing in the NFL. Doesn't matter. All the guys that I picked that were games played well in the NFL, and the coach that I picked that coached at the Hurricanes coached well in the NFL. So boom. That's that's true. I, and I I rounded out with uh with the Golden Boy Joe Montana, Ladanian Tomlinson, the Human Joystick Barry Sanders. Uh, that's my quarterback Terrell Owens, Chris Carter, Tim Brown, Antonio Gates, Joe Thomas, Jonathan Ogden. Randall McDaniel, Steve Hutchinson, and Dermani Dawson on my offense. Uh, all-time sack leader, Bruce Smith, Jason Taylor, uh, Cool Eye Black, John Randall, Alan Page, RIP Junior Seau, RIP Derek Thomas, Mike Singletary, I Want Winners, Charles Woodson, Daryl Green, Ronnie Lott, Earl Thomas, and then finished up with Gary Anderson, Don Chandler, Go Gators, and coach by Can Bill we um, submit this episode to ESPN to bring back primetime and have you replace Chris Berman with the nicknames, please? Uh, yeah, the nick. I, you know what? All of that too was um, uh, well played, sir. Well played. Not not bad. SNL. If you're out there casting, I can give it a go. Um, so that we got some we got some studly all time teams. We're gonna put this up on our. Pound the Pigskin Facebook page. We'd love for you guys to add some comments. Oh uh, man, I can't tell wait. Tell us who your team would be. Um, you know, let us know if you if you agree, you disagree. Can't wait to see people with you for putting, uh, you know, LT on the line. Yeah, it'll it'll be, it'll be interesting. Great. So you know, we're not sh- we're not shy. Share the love on on nah, Facebook. Nah, share the uh, hate. Let us know. Let us yeah. Let us know what you think. We uh, we don't care. We can take it. We're we're big grown men. So. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll continue on uh, our final segment tonight. Uh, we'll continue on with our position groups uh, bit. We've already gone through uh, quarterback room. Running backs. Uh, and we've gone through the running backs. Uh, last show this week, we're looking at the pass catchers, so wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, I, went first with the, I went first with the quarterback uh, group week one and, and chose the Saints as my my best one last week, uh, Alex. You went first with the running backs. You chose the Browns, so we'll, Matt we'll let gets Matt to go, go first. first. We'll, we'll we'll let him pick his best receiving group um, and then his worst receiver. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we do one at a time? No, no, no. Well, fine. You want? Well, we can all we can all go through all of our best first, and then we. Well, can that way, you can argue worst. over best and then argue over worst. Well, we're gonna argue either way. Who do you got for your best? <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's there's no show without you know, an argument. Shout out to my boy Hicks. Hum this is a here. lot of uh there's a lot of different ways you can look at it, but since you got to pepper in the tight end that we're doing with this it, it, in my humble opinion. No, uh, no, 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 no. What is the best wide receiver group? No, tight end is included in this, so thank you for No, no, it's it's pass catchers. We're wide receivers mm, and thank tight you. ends. All right, fine. Wait to not listen. No, no. All right, it's fine. Pass, pass catchers. So, with that said, uh, it's probably a no-brainer. I've been talking about him a lot. I think it's absolutely impossible to not put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number one. Okay. okay. I don't even know that you can make an argument. I'm so like I'm going to be that guy and say it. I mean, Godwin 
and Mike Evans alone together, I'm sorry, is probably the best tandem. Then, I mean, do we even need to go down to the tight ends? Like, is it necessary? Because you got well, they yeah, had, I mean, he yeah, hasn't played in two years. Howard though. doesn't matter. They had, they had Howard and Bright. Howard is Grunk. honestly, arguably, maybe better to be honest, and he's way younger. So now you just have even more compliments to it. You know, Gronkowski probably doesn't give a flying crap about how many catches he really gets. He just wants to go play football and win with EB12. He just wants to, yeah, score he just wants to spike it, bro. He just wants to spike the ball. So, yeah, give me, uh, give me the Bucks with the strongest uh, pass catchers in the NFL. All right. All right, Alex. So who do, who do you got then? You agree with Matt? You go yeah, with the Bucks? Yeah, no, again, if we're going to go for the whole package – receiving then yeah i have to agree you can't argue against it i mean they got tom brady throwing to them now he's got rapport with rob gronkowski oj howard is rob gronkowski 2.0 you got mike evans and and, and freaking chris evans out out on the outside i mean it's chris godwin there big guy yeah my bad um it, it's it's hard to argue that the tampa bay bucket i mean jesus christ crab stealer managed to throw for 5000 yards with that team without gronk so well, that's not awful. He just doesn't know how to throw to the right. Yeah, he throws a lot of yeah. But my point is, they've got a really good receiving core, regardless of what position is that, and even in the Richard running back Earth. field. So, I, I mean, I got to agree. That's- I don't want to. I have a very close second, and that would be the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they've got a freaking yeah. amazing wide receiving and tight end core. Yeah, but you have one dominant receiver and one tight end. I mean, you got Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, the running backs yeah. play wide receiver. I mean, it's. Yeah. The totality of the receiving position yeah. for Kansas City has, has been a, has been way up there. So they're a hard. Sounds like they you're are a they are a hard second for me. But Tampa Bay definitely has the best receiving core total. Well, I'll I'll say this. I'll be pretty brief. It's a clean sweep in terms of pass catching units. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks for me. Uh, if you're going on just where the where the talent and the most and the most elite pairing is, Evans and Godwin. Uh, at wide receiver, those guys are going to be out on the field 90% of the snaps, so I don't really care who the third wide receiver is. They're going to be running those two tight ends with Gronk and Howard yep. anyway. Uh, so so that's my number one. Um, I'm, I'm with Alex, though, in terms of who, uh, who team number two is. You look at the Chiefs just because of the weapons with Tyree Kill and Travis yep. Kelsey, and then the, just the depth afterwards with Watkins, Seals, Demarcus, Rob, Demarcus Robinson, um, another, another Florida Gator there. So, um, I'm 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 with you. We we all agree it is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which uh, I'm not surprised because let's face it, when you've got two, when you've got the best one-two pairing in the league, and then you're you're already super deep. I mean, they could run three tight ends out there if they yeah. wanted to. Um, it's tough to it's tough to pass that up. Now, let's go to the other end of the spectrum, boys. And Matt, we'll let you we'll let you lead off the inning here. Uh, who's got the worst pass catching group in the NFL? So yeah, this is why the whole the whole group becomes hard. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Um, I might shock some people on this one, and it's really because there's one guy on this receiving core that I think is just ungodly awful, and he moved on, so he's not even on the team anymore. So it makes him even worse, in my opinion. And that's the New York Jets. Oh, damn you. <laughs> like, who in, who in God's you, guys, you guys must be on the same page there. <laughs> like, who in God's name is Darnold going to be throwing to? Because Robbie Anderson, honestly, sucked. I don't know how that guy was the number one. Receiver. I don't even know how he, he was, was the Carolina. Carolina agent market, bro. That guy has nothing. The only guy Carolina that even, paid him. The only guy that to me that deserves any credit, and he has done nothing in the NFL, but I just love him because he's a cane, is Braxton Barrios. Oh, even yeah, then, I mean, bro, no. That's not, a, I mean, that's not a guy you want on a receiving no. core that you Hell feel no, good about. No, no. What, Josh Josh Doxson? Jameson Crowder? Prashad Perriman? Woo! Listen, like, Chris Herndon is their starting tight end. Another king. I mean, I, I like sh- shout out to our, boy, to our boy Mike, who's a diehard Jets fan, but it's a sad Denzel group. Mims? Hey, Dave, too. Yeah, Dave's a diehard Jets round. fan. That boy, that boy wears green every time we're wearing blue, and he still loves it. I'll tell you what though, they've got they've got um you know some some interesting They're terrible. The receiving some is in, awesome. yeah, it's just an interesting group now, because they've got a bunch of like 
cast off like guys. They're who like were, they're like, like failed big names in college. Like Josh Josh Doxson was a big name, high draft pick coming out of you know TCU. Josh Malone, a guy out of Tennessee. Yep. George Campbell was a five star recruit at FSU who did nothing. Lawrence Kaiser it's a bunch of, at oh, University of Georgia. It, yeah. I mean, they got a bunch of bunch of big name college guys on their roster that have done yeah, nothing. Yeah. They're a bunch of washed up idiots that can't do shit in the NFL. Hey. So, Alex, who do you got then? Yeah, no, I got the Jets, bro. It ain't even because we share the same stadium, bro. They they got nothing. They, Did we just agree? Yeah, yeah. Like, we finally – I mean, we finally we agreed twice tonight. That's a, that's the first in, like, the last yeah. six – You guys have the same best and the bro, same listen, worst. They have Rashad Perriman, Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims, Vincent Smith at wide receiver. There ain't nothing going on over These guys are failed I mean, WR2s and 3s, okay? And then, no, and then you go to the you go to the tight end spot, right? This is where you want like the biggest, baddest blocking mofos and pass catching dudes to get down the field. And while the Giants ain't nothing to golf at because our tight end is really a wide receiver, um, the New York Jets have Ryan Griffin and Chris Herndon on roster, who have combined for like less than a thousand yards each season. Herndon could have potential, but the problem is, is it's such a terrible. The the, why, the, the coaching that's, staff that's, doesn't like to throw to the tight ends. That's the problem. So that's, Herndon's being used as a blocker. So, oh, I 100%. So they are, while people might rank them a little bit higher, the Jets have the worst receiving core. Quite frankly, there's one team that honestly, I'll leave Steve to say his before I throw a really close, like. I'll throw 30. it out there right now, the Washington Redskins. Well, so that's where I was going to go as my And I got another one. Yeah. Go ahead and go. And the reason reason why, now, I could have agreed and said the Jets, um, but just to be different, I'll go with the Redskins. Redskins are my number two. So, Terry Terry McLaurin is the second-year guy. He's the only guy with promise. Other than that, Steven Sims, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Cam Sims, Trey Quinn, Cody Uh, Latimer. Failed Cody Latimer from the New York Giants. Listen, they got a – they got Alex's uh, failed first round pick tight end Thaddeus. They Moss do have they the do roster. have Thaddeus Moss. He was my wild card. But their 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 starting listed tight end now that they don't have Jordan Reed is a former college quarterback from Virginia Tech. Logan yeah, Thomas. man, God, it's uh, so I'm sorry. bad. I'm this scared. is this is bad. This is very bad. They don't have a team name. <laughs> they won't have fans in the stands. They're going to be picking in the top three. Top three they I'm apologizing for anybody who's a Washington fan. You're going to be in for a, a, just a rude, rude season. Uh, you got you got Listen, enough. Jeremy Sprinkle is their starting tight end, and he started 13 games last year and only had 241 yeah. yards. That- you, got, you got nothing. Um, just take a top three pick, get a new quarterback. Dude, they um, ain't going top three. They are gonna. They are winning the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. No, 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 stop. Right, well, We're not talking predictions yet. Back fine. off. Uh, dude, I'm just making the comment. Calm down. They're awful. I mean, they're god-awful. The only other team so that, that I think, well. <sighs> the, Jets, the Jets and the Redskins are the two saddest. The Patriots aren't far behind. Out. I'm going to be honest. What? They're pretty bad, too. Please stop. Who? The Patriots receiving core is not that good. Please stop. Either. No, but I wouldn't put it in the No, 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 no. They got Edelman, like Sanu, Nikhil Harry, and Marquise Lee at their wide yes. receiving okay. core. Those are all, no, 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 no. Those are all proven wide receivers that those are, are not. good. Marquise Lee is not proven. He did jack shit here in Jacksonville. Bro. Nice try. Listen, if it, was, if it, wasn't, been a career George, if it wasn't for George Kittle – the 49ers would not be ranked they're, high. No, nope, fact. They're, they're what did I two. say? What did I say like six episodes ago? That if it weren't yeah. for their freaking receiving core, they would have won that's the damn Super Bowl. Core. That's, a, that's, a, that's a single receiver in the receiving core. That's what I'm saying. So not receiving. Now, I, li- I like the Debo Samuel kid and the Brandon Ayuk yeah. kid at uh, yeah, the yeah, first Debo Samuel, They've got guys. Kendrick Bourne. They got some good guys over there. But there's. There's a lot of young and unproven, which means that Garoppolo is really going to have to spin that wizard wand hey, and, and figure it out. There's another one that I'm, I'm going to catch hate on, and I don't give a flying crap, because even though I do like them, they're god-awful. They have one guy that's mediocre at best, even though he technically made the Pro Bowl. You talking about Miami? No. The fucking Jaguars, dude. Uh, Besides DJ Chark, like, there is, what, D.D. Westbrook, who is still yet to really do anything? Well, they they gotta they gotta hope that the, the rookie Lavisca Chenault is something. 
Keelan Cole's on a contract Terrible. year. Conley, Westbrook. I but mean, if, we're, if we're talking well, about if we're talking about worse though, Miami is is worse too. I mean, they got friggin' Mike G- Gesicki at friggin' tight end as their starter, and Devontae Parker is the well, best wide receiver on the team. You know what's crazy? It, I think I think we're in agreement on who the two yeah, worst are. Washington, you're, you're Washington and the Jets. <laughs> it's really funny yeah. that there's some there's a very big disparity between like the bottom like the bottom third is like just atrocious just, and then just it, like ass oh, bro just nasty and ass it, what's yeah, funny there, though there's some teams that are hurting there's some teams that are pretty that are pretty sneaky good oh, too. like Air, arizona yep. is going to be sneaky good because well, you're led by well, fits and, uh, yeah and they got freaking got and d-hop and christian kirk and christian kirk was a christian ridiculous Kirk's, like you got you got the speed demon Andy Isabella and uh, uh, Hakeem. But they don't got no tight ends, bro. None. Max yeah. Max Williams got a guy came over box, from you don't Baltimore. need it with that the way that offense. Yeah, they got beat. Max Williams as their star. They ain't that ain't nothing, man. Well, they're gonna run. They're gonna run four wide yeah. receivers out anyway with Kingsbury's offense. Thinkingly good so. is the Falcons. Julio's still good. Calvin Ridley's a friggin' beast. And Laquan Treadwell, who knows what can come out of him? There's some receiving cores yeah. that are actually pretty surprisingly good. I mean. One that honestly I think is funny, and I was thinking about like how I was ranking these. You know who actually do not have does not have a good receiving core realistically? Detroit, but somehow is good. Green, Green Bay. Bay. Well, them, but the Ravens. Yeah, no, that I was well, looking at that the, earlier. The Browns got a lot of speed, but yeah, I mean Will Willie Sneed and Michael's boy Miles Boykin. I mean, they're they're, they're, yeah, but they got, they got Marquise Brown over. They got Hollywood Brown, so. Mark Andrews is a, is a top tight end, though. Uh, I'm not disagreeing, and that's the only reason why I didn't put him. That's why I didn't try to like squeeze him in. I'm not honestly. Listen, I'm not going to put Mark Andrews as a top tight end yet because he's had one good year. Well, um, yeah, he had ten touchdowns. Yeah, no, no, he had ten touchdowns. I'm not. I'm not disregarding the guy. He had a really good year, but that was that was it. He had one good year, so I'm not. I'm not ready to put him up there at the top because behind him is that's Nick fair. Boyles and Charles Sharp. Well, everybody's crowning <laughs> what's his face out in Vegas after one good year. So. Yeah, Darren. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, but Darren I mean, if Waller. you put money on that, you're an idiot. I mean, Darren Waller's crap. So Kelsey came out and was like, <laughs> "Good after one year at tight end." Yeah, but Kelsey's still good. Uh, he's 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 kept it up. So <laughs> so we got we all agree on Tampa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we pretty much all agree with the Jets. I just chose the Redskins. Just to I mean, yeah, up, but there are one they're, they're, they're definitely a, my second. They're terrible. They're a thirty-one A yeah. and a thirty-one B because they're my third. My pretty, third, pretty though. Much, and hey, much. listen, y'all know I hate these people. I hate these mofo's more than anybody in the NFL right now. Um, I'm just gonna throw it out there. They 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 Panthers got no. They Panthers got nobody. Bull crap. They got Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm, we're talking about receiving him, core. It doesn't matter. Hey, By no, himself, it does matter. It makes that receiving core better. No, they have. Oh, okay. It I'll does because you it, does, put Joe- it, it makes the receiving core better. DJ, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are, are all right. Curtis Dude, Samuel could make it. it. Okay. If they can catch 50 passes apiece, 60 catches, honestly, you're okay because you're going to get 100 out of McCaffrey. So, quite Bro, frankly, no. he's in your receiving core and he's mm-hmm. a bona fide like game changer in Alex, your season. Alex just doesn't want them to be good. So the I don't understand. That's right. That's right. I don't understand this like <laughs> absolute hate for the Panthers. It makes zero sense to me. Hey, let, I think hey, you're you just know what. I don't really understand it either. But this is the first year well, that I I know what it is. This is the like, first year I have. He doesn't like the Bridgewater PJ Walker combination at quarterback. No, I know what it is. He's just butthurt that we didn't get Matt Rule because he Matt so Rule. much about well, Matt Rule. Got Joe I did want Matt though. Rule. I ain't gonna lie yeah, about that. You wouldn't shut up about it. That's all right. That ain't it. I got it's just, yelled at. It's just the totality of the team, bro. That's, that's I got all right. yelled at on the reg about how much Matt Rule needed to be the guy. He did. Well, Every time I, mean, I mentioned got, anybody else, it was, no, man, it's Matt Rule. Well, it's not anymore. Now it's the Joe Judge. Thank God. So next week, though, when we when we pick up the position groups, we're going to be looking in the trenches. We're going to start out uh, offensive that's line true. next week. So we'll – well, yeah, we're, Ooh, so we'll that's see uh, who one. we think uh, who we think's got the best <laughs> offensive line, uh, offensive line unit next week, um, as well as uh, just continuing on with our um, our NFL uh, whip around the league, um, covering current events, uh, and uh, getting ready for the start of the season. Hopefully, so um, you know we'll be we'll be talking some training camp. Um, and, and what's going on, as well as some more uh, college football. So, uh, once again, you know, shout out to uh, to String Sports Brewery over there in Springfield. 
for, for bringing everybody to the show tonight. Um, and, uh, of course, we want to thank, uh, you know, the Anchor platform for giving us the, the ability to, to record the show. And uh, wherever you listen, whether it's Apple or Spotify or, or the Anchor uh, app or dashboard, uh, we appreciate the, the listeners. Um, so we, we hope uh, to keep delivering some, some good content. Uh, and once again, boys, another another good show tonight as we wrapped up the the all time team, which was pretty entertaining. We'll get that out on the Facebook page. Oh, team one, um, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll start to uh, dive deeper into our position groups next week when we get to the offensive line. So another good show tonight, boys. Yep. Yes, sir. And anybody who uh, checks out strings, don't forget to mention pound pigskin. I told you first. That that's right. Just. Uh, Spread spread the news, you know. Go and go and talk to Colby, and uh, you know, talk to you about us. Uh, like I said, we're gonna try to get out there and do some shows. But uh, for for Matt and Alex and myself, it's uh, it's been another good show, another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. And we will see you next week. Boom, Boom. Hey, everybody. Thanks, guys and gals. <laughs>